you know, most people my age would, would agree that, you know, we are, we have been raised by fear. So we have to decide what narrative we want to put forward. This is Brian Paris for Sounds of Berkeley. 23-year-old Michaela McDonough, who goes by the artist named Mick, spelled M-H-I-C, remembers sensing the uneasiness in the air just before lockdown began in Manhattan, where she worked while living at home with her parents on Long Island. The ambient tension made Mick think about how her generation, the last to have a memory of 9-11, were brought up in an anxious world. She explored these thoughts by writing her debut single, Fear. In this episode, my colleague Kim Ashton caught up with Mick online to talk about the creation of the song. Here's what Mick had to say. It began as a panic attack. Like, that's, that's the kind of, like, core of what the song really is. I was commuting to the city at the time, and I could feel, like, the energy of everyone in the city becoming more and more and more anxious. And this was, you know, this was coming up on lockdown, you know, and I think for a lot of people, it happened really suddenly, and they didn't see it coming. I just started thinking about how connected all of it is, you know? Like, I mean, I did, I was writing about quarantine and and the virus in general, but it also made me really think about the other things that are so connected and affected by these issues, which is, you know, inequality of all different kinds, you know, whether that be race or gender or sexual identity or, um the destruction of the environment, like all of those things really started to like kind of spiral in on me. And so I was like, okay, so let's take a step back. Let's, let's write it out. And I had this concept of wanting to layer vocals on top of each other at the end of the song to kind of try and replicate exactly what it feels like to have anxiety, to feel like almost a lot of different parts of your brain you know, talking to you and, you know, demanding your attention and it all just kind of overlaps and becomes too much. And I think that, you know, as much as it is a sad song, it's also a real message of hope that, you know, there's work to be done and we have to decide and commit to do the work um, to make the world better. So I want to talk a little bit about the first line of the song. Um, You you sort of look at it in a generational angle. Yeah. The generation was raised by fear. Yeah. I'm the last of my um, kids to remember 9-11. Like I'm kind of in that very, very end of the line. So for me, the entire way that we have experienced the media and the world and especially like what America feeds us um, is, you know, propaganda and fear driven and, you know, shock value. And, you know, it, it really made a deep impact on us. I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said for the level of depression and anxiety and mental illness that so many people of my generation experience. And, you know, it's really no coincidence that we live in such a sort of anxious society. 
Like, of course we feel like this. Of course we do. You know, most people my age would, would agree that, you know, we are, we have been raised by fear. So we have to decide what narrative we want to put forward. You wrote the song before all the, the protests happened related to um, the killing of George Floyd. Yeah. And, um, you know, the song seems even more relevant now. Do you see the song as speaking to the current moment as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't speak super specifically about um, inequality uh, and specifically racial inequality, but it was definitely something that I did want to put forward. I think that, you know, America does not want to admit that it is racist and that it is built on racist fundamentals. Um, And... Oh my God, I'm forgetting my own lyrics. Uh, It's kind it's where the chorus starts. The older ones dare ask us why when they keep turning a blind eye. Um, That line to me really felt like that was my sort of call out to call to politicians who, you know, are whether they're actively, you know, enacting racist policies or, you know, adding to the flame of, you know, racism in this country, but also to people who are sort of in the middle and who aren't taking a stand and who are saying, staying silent and, you know, like, does this really matter? Does this exist? Does science exist? Does race exist? Like none of those things, um, none of those things seem to be acknowledged by politicians sometimes. So that was kind of my, you know, call out. I posted the song on Bandcamp and every, um, every cent of the proceeds for the foreseeable future is distributed among 38 nationwide bail funds, um, which was super important to me because I, I, I felt that, you know, as the song came out, like suddenly the world exploded. Like, I mean, you know, it would have been simmering, but, you know, I literally released it, you know, maybe four days after protests really started to like ramp up in earnest. I want to talk a little bit about the song musically. How did you reflect this feeling of anxiety through the music? I I feel really passionately about electronic production. And, you know, this song was a very um, interesting way for me to really go into it on a personal level um, and decide how I want to reflect my emotions through, through noise. Um, And like, at the beginning, for example, you'll hear, you'll hear like a couple different sounds. Like I took a sample from um, this beach that's like nearby to me. And that for me, like that's the sound of my quarantine. It kind of makes me feel that sort of waving, like I'm trying to tread water feeling. You also hear this kind of funky, like 
far off kind of piano sound at the time I was like recording completely through a vocal harmonizer, um, which sort of, you know, like an auto harmonizer. So it's already like doing it for you. So sometimes it makes things sound really weird. So I took that sound um, of a piano through that harmonizer that was kind of destroying it. And then I further destroyed it with more delay and reverb. And to me, it kind of felt like that moment when you're first starting to feel anxious and your heart is like fluttering and, and things and like, you're trying to sort of bring it back down. And I think that you kind of hear that throughout the song is, you know, the progression of like, this is growing and also decaying. And, you know, that's the way that my anxiety feels is like, I'm trying to constantly be regulating myself um, but it's incredibly, incredibly difficult to do that. Before quarantine, were you living with your parents? I was, yeah. At the time, I was working at the Museum of Ice Cream. Uh, it was um, a really interesting job. Uh, very, very much like lots of artists working, musicians, filmmakers, like actors. And, you know, it was really an acting job because you're there to like give people an experience. But uh yeah, it was, it's it's pretty crazy. I'm still living at home. I could be living at home for a while. You know, we're we're here. People, you know what? People my age are going through this right now. This is just, you know, we're at home with our parents and you know, those of us who are home with our parents are very very lucky and, you know, we'll get where we need to go at some point, but uh might might be a little while. Thank you so much for um, for talking to me. We're really excited to feature this song on the podcast. I'm so excited to be featured. It goes the first <laughs> single. I'm so excited. Let's take a listen now to that song in its entirety. Here's Mick with her song, Fear. generation was raised by fear born to dread the coming years I can't quiet my anxiety with loved ones under Disappears by magic, and older ones dare ask us why when they keep turning a blind eye. I can't think about the universe, and sometimes I feel like we're cursed. I want to hope, I want to lead, but someone's gotta plant the seed. I want to hope, I want to leave, but 
That was Mick with her debut single, Fear. You can find the song on all major streaming platforms. You can also connect with Mick at mhic.music on Instagram and Facebook, and at mhic underscore music on Twitter. As we head into the fall semester, we at Sounds of Berkeley are thinking a lot about what Mick is exploring here, and what it means to be creative during the kind of unprecedented time we're experiencing, both at Berkeley and around the world. So we'd like to hear from you. If you're a Berkeley or Boston Conservatory student or alumnus, do you have a song or a project you're working on that explores the challenges of creativity during this time? Or maybe the kinds of inspiration you're finding, as impossible as that may feel at times? We'd love to hear your stories. Reach out to us at soundspodcast at berkeley.edu and let us know. For Sounds of Berkeley, this is Brian Paris.